Hey, this is Joshua Choir Vandals, and you're listening to Spitting Thoughts. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 85 of Spinning Thoughts. This is Angelo coming at you, and I had some technical difficulties going into this one, episode 85, Uh, but adversity only makes you stronger, and I feel like a goddamn Superman right now because I I think I fixed it. If you're listening to this right now, I fixed it. So um, welcome to episode 85 of Spinning Thoughts. I've got a band, I've got two guys from a band that are going to be on this episode that I'm really looking forward to talking to. They just released their debut album. It's a full length. Uh, So they're swinging for the fence here right at the start. And the album is really, really good. I'm assuming most of you have heard it by the the time you're listening to this episode. If you have not, you're going to listen to it after you're done listening. So everybody, we've got so much to cover I'm going to dive right into it. We've got to introduce the guys. So please help me in welcoming. We've got Austin and Will from Choir Vandals. Guys, what's up? Hello. Hello. Hey. How are we feeling, guys? How are we doing? Oh, we're feeling great. Hot. It's hot. Yeah, where are you guys at right now? We're in a van uh, on the side of the road in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Nice, guys. I mean, I really appreciate you Um you know, stop in the vehicle for uh, our conversation. <laughs> um, very awesome. So Columbus, Ohio, um, you oh, guys yeah. are on a tour, and we're going to talk about this tour in the second segment, but um, where is the destination? Is it Columbus for today? Yes. All we're right. playing a double happiness in Columbus, Ohio tonight. Awesome. Exciting stuff. We're going to talk more about this tour here in the second segment, um, but safe travel so far and everything, guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good. Generally easy so far. Okay. That's always good news. Always good news. So, um, as I said, this is episode 85. We've got Austin and Will from Choir Vandals here. And I want to dive into things right off the bat with some of the most exciting news coming from your camp uh, here in 2017. So, on July the 14th, the band released its debut full-length album, Dark Glow. It's been out for just a couple weeks now. So, guys, what's it been like now that people are listening to it and responding? Uh, it's been crazy. It's been really cool. Um, just seeing the reaction to the album has been really cool. Um, I feel like we've definitely gained a lot more fans since the album has been out. Um, and it's just been, yeah, it's been very overwhelming. Now, I'm, I, I try my best to um, figure out who is saying what. I try to create that voice clarity. So was that Austin then? Yes, okay. that was Austin. All right, Will, say something. Me. Let me hear your voice again. Hello. <laughs> All right, there we go. Cool, cool, cool. I think he's I got, got the, it. He's got the deep voice going on over there. There's always one in the band. Like, I can tell, like, there's a difference. So I think I got this. We'll, we'll see as we go through episode 85 if I can keep track. 
Um, oh, if only if only Josh is on right now, you'd definitely be able to tell us him. He's got like a real like high. It's it's like no discernible like region. <laughs> regional accent. Like there's no telling where he's from, but it's very distinct. <laughs> Next time we'll we'll add him Next into time. the mix. Yeah, now we'll get him. Yeah, <laughs> now um, guys, give me some general background on the album Dark Glow. Where was it recorded? Who was involved? A lot of bands are taking on even small to large portions of the recording, producing, mastering, mixing process. Give me a breakdown. Did you guys have a hand in it? Where did it go? What what's up with it? Oh yeah, so. Uh... We actually started writing for it a couple of years ago. It, the whole writing process took uh, a little over 18 months because we're, we're the kind of band that uh, as soon as we have an idea, we'll start playing it at shows. And then uh, it'll just sort of evolve into different things. And we actually ended up writing like close to 40 songs for the record and, and just picked the ones that we thought represented us as a band and the record the best. Um, so it was, it was really interesting because we, we did so much preparation going up to it. We laid down like several sets of demos in, at, uh, encapsulated records in St. Louis where we practice. Um, and that's actually where we recorded, uh, darker things, which is our first EP. Um, we, we, uh, did some demos and listened to them back, listened back to them and everything. And, uh, a lot of things changed over the course of the 18 months and, uh, we actually, met a person down in nashville tennessee uh named tate mercer who was recording at a studio called 4115 and uh we we played a show with his his then band and uh he he came up to us after we played and asked if we wanted to come take a tour of his studio the next day and we we kind of looked around there the next day and it just it was such a cool place it's just this old house uh, in East, uh, in East Nashville. And the whole house has been converted into a recording studio. There's tons of like pianos and keyboards and, uh, like a big organ, um, just lots of drums, guitars and everything like that. So we, we, right when we went in there, we kind of knew that that was where we wanted to record the record. Um, we'd kind of talked to some people before, but Tate kind of understood what we wanted to do. And he would, he was a, a fan of the band already. And, um, and so he, yeah, he had a, a definite vision and it just happened to coincide with what we wanted to do. So, um, yeah, we actually recorded it last September, the end of August and early September, we spent 16 days down there, um, knocked out 12 songs. And, uh, there was a lot of, a lot of, uh, long nights, especially in the guitar, <laughs> We're sort of a guitar-heavy band. Uh, not 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 that we have heavy guitars, but we're a guitar <laughs> band. <laughs> and, uh, uh, we're yeah, we're a guitar band, and uh, so a lot of the emphasis was on that. We had we had sort of had this setup where uh, every every guitar riff in every song, at least this is what it seemed like to me as the drummer, just sort of watching. It seemed like there was three or three or four different guitars that we used on all the songs, and like three or four different amps and for each riff every like micah and austin the guitar players they both tried each guitar through each amp with each pedal available for each song like each riff of each song and so i honestly i slept through most of it but that's sort of <laughs> <laughs> so the album basically created itself without you then will huh 
Uh, well, I, I laid down a couple tracks in the first like yeah, day or man. two. And then I, was, I, was, I was around for moral support, you know, making coffee for everyone, making sure everyone kept going and stuff. Hey, someone's got to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> now, you guys are saying then that you had about 40 songs going into, like, that you could have put onto this album then, right? Yeah. How do you yeah. narrow it down from 40? I mean, that's got to be tough, right? Uh, a lot of them sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we did this thing where we would go in and record, like, 10 demos, like, probably every two or three months. And pretty much right away after, like, hearing those demos back, we could tell which songs we were going to keep and which songs we were going to kind of throw away. Yeah. Uh, um, and so it's just so you know, we'd record 10 demos, maybe keep two of them, record 10 more demos, keep two of those. And we kind of just, like, bunched them all together. And just like kept riding throughout, but they eventually all just kind of like grouped together which ones we thought would be the best. Yeah, we could have put out like two or three albums along the way that would have <laughs> sounded completely different. Yeah, 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 I bet. And you're saying that uh, when you write songs, and this is not necessarily how every band does it, uh, but I like it if this is true, that you you play these songs, you're saying, in your sets well before they hit an album? Yeah, a, a lot of them. It's about half and half because some of the songs we wrote like a month before we recorded. Okay. Because kept on writing. But a lot of them like, uh, let's see, Sequencer on the album we wrote probably like <laughs> May of 2015. Damn, okay. So it's been in the set since then pretty yeah. much. And that one changed very little. Obviously, like in the studio, we, we were able to like add a lot more stuff. Uh, we put like trumpet and synthesizers and a little Game Boy in there too, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it. Other than that, yeah, it sort of stayed the same um, for for how long it's been around. But yeah, other ones that we played live changed a lot in the the weeks before we recorded and even like in the studio. Now, kind of on that same idea, are there any songs that are in your set currently? that are not represented on any release that you guys have, whether it be an old song that just never made an album or even some new ones that you guys are working on that filter into your set that can't be found like physically, like, or digitally, I guess, you know, in your catalog. Um, not anymore. There used to be about a year ago, we played a couple of songs that were unreleased, but with this tour, we just tried to play pretty much all new songs from the album with, the addition of like one song from uh, Darker Things. What song are you both individually most proud of off of this debut full length? Ooh, uh, I'm I, I have I have a couple that that I'm really really excited on. Um, I really like the song Hard to Hold. It's a uh, it's fun to play. Um, sort of a bombastic kind of verse. Um, and then the, the chorus is just sort of uh, groovy and uh, it's fun to play on drums. But uh, I'd say like overall, like overall, I'm, I'm most proud of the song, uh, the one with the bomb, which uh, ends the record. And I have nothing to do with that song. I'm not on it. <laughs> I just think Austin did a really good job on it. <laughs> so, Austin, what do you think then? I mean, does that song fall into one of the ones that you're most proud of then? That would yeah, that would be in the top for me. I think the one I'm most proud of is Four Lovers. I personally think Four Lovers is probably like one of the best songs I've ever written. Uh, 
just from like a songwriter's perspective. Um, I really like the chord progression in it um, because it doesn't really follow like a standard progression um, or a standard like chord phrasing. Um, and I really like the chorus, especially like the bass, just like the very staccato bass in the chorus. Um, and yeah, for some reason, just that song kind of struck me and I like the lyrical content. Um, so I'd say that's my favorite on the album by far. What what song was the most difficult to complete in studio, like to actually track? What was the hardest? I don't Maybe know. Maybe White Gloves. Uh, White Gloves starts the B-side of the vinyl. Um, I think it's track seven on the record. Um, for me, that was the hardest because I play piano in it. And there was a, there was a, we, I sort of had an idea of what I wanted to do for, for uh, the piano part and the bridge. And then it just sort of uh, didn't work out. I don't know if I'm just not good enough of a piano player <laughs> or what, but yeah, it, it just sort of didn't pan out. And that was that was one where we had we had been playing that song. We demoed it, and we didn't really play it live, but we practiced it a lot. And then once we went into the studio, it changed a lot. Like um, just the tone of it, not not really structurally so much, but the the tone of the song and the instrumentation and everything. Uh, it really, really got mixed around, and uh, that's one that that sort of took a, a big departure from where where it was when we went into the studio to where it is now on the on the final release. Now, this next question kind of comes off a little bit as like a question that someone might ask in a like job interview. So, my apologies, but I think it's a good question regardless. Um, what have you learned? Throughout this crazy process of releasing a debut full-length album that will carry with you all into the next release that the band works on, what was the big takeaway? The learning experience. Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, I I got something. Okay. Will it? Will has something. <laughs> uh, for for me, uh, obviously, uh, playing drums. I, I did the the drums in the first couple days, and then. Uh, just sort of uh, sprinkled some uh, a little producing in and, you know, arranging and stuff like that and just kind of like gave ideas when I needed to and then put some uh, some keys on some stuff at the end. But uh, for me, I think the biggest lesson that I learned is to try to stay present through the whole thing. Um, when we've recorded stuff in the past, uh, even with other bands and stuff like that, I'll kind of like do my thing and then and then either, you know, leave or just check out, you know, watch something on Netflix or something like that. But uh, I think it's most rewarding when I'm around for the entire process. So I try to do that a lot more. But I, I think that the next time that we record something, I'll definitely try to, you know, be around and try to influence it as much as possible. Uh, and that, that might be a good thing. That might be a bad thing. But um <laughs> I, I think I think for me, uh, at least, I'll, I'll feel I'll feel better about the work that I've put in if if I can be there 100 percent of the time. Austin, Will gave you a couple uh, like a minute or two there to think about it. So, uh, do you have an answer? Do you think uh, for that question? Yeah, I think just doing the process, um, like knowing what all's involved with it, was just a huge thing. Like. Because we all went into it not really knowing what to expect. Because obviously, I mean, we've recorded an EP before, which we've knocked out in like two days or yeah. three days, 
which you don't really dive into the recording process in two or three days. It's, you know, the introduction, I guess, uh, of recording a full length. But actually being there for 16 days and like seeing how much work it is, um, I'd say even just doing that prepares us for recording another release. Yeah, I think things will go a lot smoother next time. <laughs> At least I hope so. Yeah, yeah, I bet you they will. Now, obviously, any band that drops any sort of collection of music, the goal should be, or probably is, uh, you know, for as many people to hear it as possible. So I get that. But um, beyond that perspective, um, what what would you guys say was like the overall goal of dark glow like what did you guys really want to accomplish maybe even on like a short-term kind of level just to narrow down the the answers here i mean what what do you guys want hope that this album actually does for you guys i think the biggest thing is just to show our maturity and how much we've grown as musicians and writers more or less kind of like a departure from anything we've released so far do you think you did it? Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like this is the first accurate representation of what our band is. Um, in the past, when, when we did our first EP and uh, we did, you know, a couple things here and there, it always there always seemed, at least for me, to be a disconnect between what was recorded and what people could listen to uh, and what we were playing live. Um, for a long time, I just felt like there was... Uh, there was just sort of more to our live show that uh, that was really missed on recordings. But I, I think that uh, the way that Tate recorded the record and the way that he mixed it and then uh, the way that it was mastered and everything like that, it, it just, uh, yeah, it's it's a definitely an accurate, accurate representation of where we are or even where we were, you know, when we recorded it, you know, almost a year ago. But uh, yeah, we're still super happy with it. No doubt. I've been I've enjoyed listening to it multiple times since July the 14th when it dropped. And, and like I, I think I told you guys, maybe not in the intro, but off the air, there's been a lot of uh, Spinning Thoughts fans that are really into the band and into this album. And they've been talking to me about it. And, and it's part of the reason why I was so adamant on getting you on the show. So, yeah. yeah. So, guys, what I want to do right now, we've been talking a lot about this debut full-length Dark Glow. I want to play a song off of it for everybody listening to enjoy. You down with that? Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right, I got permission, everybody, so we're going to do it. So, right now, we're going to listen to Head in the Oven off the latest full-length album from Choir Vandals. Enjoy.
tripped up and tried and dance in perfect time Got lost inside the record player's mind Spinning around with no cover design So you just finished listening to Head in the Oven off the debut full-length uh, full album from Choir Vandals. Now, guys, I, I like to ask this question, and I hope that you can give me a true, honest answer on this. Um, what can you tell me about this song that many people may not already know? I want some inside info on Head in the Oven. Oh, man. Okay. Let's see. Let's see what I got. And look, I warned you, Austin, I was talking to you, I think, uh, via email. You kind of yeah. had to see this coming, right? No, I, yeah, I figured. I figured. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, uh, so, I mean, I'm not sure if anyone really knows what any of the songs mean yet, except for the one with the bomb. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Head in the Oven was, I mean, I was, when we were recording... I was watching a lot of the Virgin Suicides, um, and I had just read The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath, and I was kind of just, like, researching more and more about her life. Um, so I kind of tried to throw, like, that overall feeling and just, like, the themes of those, like, of her life and the Virgin Suicides into the song. Um, and it was also just about, you know, like, I was kind of living in an apartment with a then girlfriend and it wasn't, it was a pretty toxic relationship, I'd say. Um, and so it's kind of just like a release from that. Who is the, when you guys sit down to write a song or an album or however you approach it, is there somebody who is like the main, uh, like songwriter or how do you guys approach the, the writing process? Um, a lot of songs will be like, I'll just write on an acoustic guitar, like alone in my room. Um, and I generally try to figure out the whole song, like the structure and, you know, how I want everything to be. Um, in most cases, I mean, that's what I hope for. And then I'll bring it to everyone and we'll either dissect it as a band or I'll kind of do each individual person. So I'll jam with Micah a little bit and he'll get his leads, jam with Josh a little bit. He'll figure out his bass lines, jam with Will, he'll get his beats. Um, 
You like that? You know, you know, like in your beats. beats. <laughs> <laughs> you had some beats, Doug. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times that'll happen. Sometimes we'll we'll all just jam, and a song will happen that way as well. There's not like a strict method that we have. Yeah. Do writing songs, but a lot of them do start with just you know I'll write pretty much the whole rhythm guitar part, and then everything will kind of fall on top of that. Cool. I dig it. All right. So uh, we mentioned at the very beginning of this episode 85 with Austin and Will from Choir Vandals that they are in Columbus, Ohio, which actually has quite the incredible music scene these days. I hear a lot about Columbus. I hear a lot about Chicago. Uh, So very cool. You guys are in Columbus. Um, You're on a tour. And and I want to talk about this tour. You're you're with uh one of the the most killer bands from the UK right now, Moose Blood, which is just phenomenal. Uh, and another band that I actually recently somebody introduced me to, um, and I probably should have known about them before just recently, but McCafferty, um, which is another really interesting uh, band. So this kicked off on uh, I want to say what was it, July the twenty sixth. This, uh, yep. this started, and it's going through August the 6th, so a, a nice, meaty couple weeks there. Uh, there's only a few dates left, but how has this tour been so far for you guys? Uh, the shows the shows themselves have, themselves have all uh, been really, really cool. Uh, the, first, the first show was in Boston, um, and it was in a, a room that was like a thousand capacity or something like that, and that was... And it, it was sold out. Uh, that yeah. was the biggest show we've ever played and only our second show of the year. So it was, uh, yeah, a pretty, pretty nice wake up call to, you know, we're, we're sort of used to doing these, uh, these tours where we're grinding it out and playing for like, you know, five people in a basement kind of thing. And, uh, to just sort of get thrown on this and, and be able to play to that many people. Um, it was, it was a uh, really cool. Um, and all, all the dates since then have been awesome. Um, we got to play in New York and that's always just a wild time. Like nothing ever goes as planned and you're, we're just like running around trying to eat as much food and get as much coffee <laughs> before, before the show. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been really cool. The drives have been pretty easy. Um, it's actually the first tour where we've, uh, we've tried to stay in like motel and hotel rooms every night. Oh, uh, okay. You guys are s- stepping it up a little bit. Yeah, I think we're, we we were ju- we've just sort of been fatigued on the idea of uh, these like DIY tours that we've done where uh, we have no idea where we're gonna stay and we don't have the money to stay anywhere. So um, not not that we're rolling in it or anything, but uh, <laughs> but we're we're definitely prioritizing having a comfortable place to sleep every night and shower, especially because it's been so hot. Are you guys getting a continental breakfast every morning then? Uh, Josh does. He wakes up early enough. <laughs> I, I had a banana once. I don't know how continental that is, but you know, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's been some opportunities. Uh, and yeah, mostly just Josh capitalizes on him cause he wakes up at like 3am and takes a shower to let his hair dry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah with that, with that main, you got to, you know what I mean? You absolutely yeah. have got to, um, <laughs> Now, Moose Blood is one of those bands from the UK that's just killing it right now. They're alongside others like As It Is, The Gospel Youth, and of course, another one, Neck Deep. So, uh, what's it like to be touring in the States with a band from the UK? Um, It's cool. 
it's <laughs> is it different? Like, I mean, because uh, I I recently had the gospel youth on the show, and those guys are just killing it right now on tour. And it was their first time; they're on Warp Tour, uh, which is about to end. But the, you know, they were talking about you know how different, like the uh, kind of different the music scene is in the states versus the UK, and you know, touring long distances in the in the U.S. versus like at the same time frame, you could travel to countries in the UK. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean. Moose Blood's been around, they've been doing it, so maybe it's not, like, so new to them, but do you notice, like, anything coming from Moose Blood, like, from being in a different country at all, or anything like that? Uh, a little bit, because it, it's actually interesting. We we toured with Moose Blood in the UK in oh. January of 2015. I didn't know that. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, that was, the, that was their first, like, UK headliner, um, and we were direct support on that, so it's uh it's very much like a role reversal here well it's not really a role reversal they're still headlining we're still direct support. <laughs> but uh, but um it, it was it was interesting because they when we were in the uk uh it was most of our uh, us in in choir vandals it was our first time over there so they were all showing us around and, you know it was just a pretty big like culture shock because yeah the music scene's different just the the layout of the country is different you know you drive on different sides of the road and stuff like that it, it's just, it's it's so similar, but there's just a little bit, you know, it's just little things that, that make it completely different experience from touring in the States. And um, I think part of it, part of me wanted it to be sort of be like, oh, yeah, now it's our time, our turn to like kind of, you know, show them around. But they've been doing it for so long over here still that they're, they're definitely, you know, kind of set in their touring ways. You know, they, they figured out what works for them. Yeah. Uh, and and so it's it's fun because we as a band even even the tours we would do by ourselves you know anything with other bands we all sort of uh fire vandals has like a specific way of touring um that honestly just revolves a lot around uh going to restaurants that we want to and uh and coffee shops and stuff like that so um it's it's interesting now the only real difference is that we have a specific load-in time where we have to be at these venues to to um to sound check and everything like that whereas before you know we'd show up to whatever house we were playing at like 8 p.m and and it would be totally cool we just have to <laughs> earlier to do to do everything now so uh you as you you i think one of you mentioned uh just kind of the the coverage that this tour is is kind of taking on here uh, in the the short couple weeks. I mean, this is like a two or three week long tour. Um, you guys are actually covering a shit ton of ground. Um, you, you sold out Boston, which uh, before I even ask my question, why? Not that I don't think it should have, but why did Boston sell out? Like, what's going on in Boston that 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 show sold out? It's actually interesting because it was a rescheduled show from a Moose Blood tour earlier in the Dude, year. Dude, that you're right. I know exactly what you're talking about. Is that the show? Yeah, yeah. There, there was uh, a bunch of bad weather. Yeah, I they, totally know what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, so they had different openers on that, and they just sort of rescheduled it, and uh, still sort of they they honored the tickets that were already purchased, um, and then they ended up. Because, you know, so much can happen in, you know, six months or whatever it was in between the original date and the rescheduled date, they uh, they released a bunch more tickets. And so they they actually like oversold the venue because they weren't sure if it <laughs> pulled out, you know. Yeah. Uh, 
so it was uh yeah i, I want to say the, the room was like 900 or 950 capacity and they actually ended up selling like over 1100 tickets throughout the course of damn uh you know the first show and this show but i'd say that the room was definitely full <laughs> I think yeah. that that show, um, it, I'm I'm going back in time because I know again I know what you guys are talking about. I think it was a will away that was on with them in addition to a couple others because I've had a will away on. They're one of my favorites, um, and I remember hearing there was one date in Boston. I think one up in Canada that had to be canceled. Yeah. Yep. yep. So okay, yeah, that's very cool. Or so as I was saying, then you know you guys are covering a lot of ground. Boston, you guys were in Lancaster, PA, New York. Uh, Michigan, you're going to be hitting up Illinois here, I think, tomorrow. Um, what's been a highlight for you guys so far? Um, maybe Boston because it was sold out, but if that's it, find something else. I mean, what's been a highlight for you guys? Um, we, uh, yeah, it's uh, there's there's been some food that's that's been a highlight. Uh, <laughs> I, I like that. I like food. Talk to me about food. Yeah, uh, we went to this, this place called uh, Bear Burger in New York City, and uh, we got this uh, thing called the Impossible Burger, which is um, it's it's a vegan burger that is basically you can't tell like I I couldn't tell the difference between that and like a ground beef thing, but it's 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 just science. Bill Gates science <laughs> it, it, it created this this uh, weird mutant burger. Are that, any uh, of you guys vegan? Yeah, three of the four of us are. Okay, all right. And and uh, and three of the four of us also work in specialty coffee. So. Oh, cool! Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so we all have a lot in common. Um, yeah. Which makes makes touring for us sort of. Uh, we all have uh, similar goals. You know, <laughs> we want to get a good cup of coffee and we want to <laughs> eat something. Um, but as far as shows go, uh, we played in Connecticut uh, two nights ago in Hamden at. Uh, the ballroom at outer space and that was our first time ever playing in connecticut and there was was, uh there was you know a good a good amount of people knew the words to our songs even the new ones and you know wanted to like meet us after we played and stuff like that so that that was really really cool such a like a a unique experience for us to to show up to a place where we've never been and people to just like our band uh it's uh it's a really good feeling and then like after that, there there was a sh- some shenanigans in the green room that happened, uh, or on the stairs outside the green room that happened that that we were uh, we were really excited about. We're still really we're uh, we're uh, still enjoying it today. Okay, days after. so I don't know if that's if this is like a great segue or not. But when I was talking <laughs> to Austin uh, to prep for this interview, he mentioned to me, um, you know, I always like to to ask the bands that, that I have on, you know, what, what they want me to cover. I do a t- I actually spend hours listening to all the music. I listen to previous interviews, so I don't fucking recycle shit. Like, you know, I spend a lot of time. And so Austin's like, all right, dude, uh, you know, uh, Josh, right. Is, uh, is, is about to be this like fucking internet sensation. And, and, and if you don't know about it, just go onto our socials and you'll, you'll see is this what you guys are talking about? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That was like total like Joe Bluth segue right into this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so um, this is great. Then let's talk about this. So, um, not only is Choir Vandals making quite the amazing impact on the music scene, Josh 
is like really pushing the envelope in the online fandom area. Um, so uh, because of Austin bringing this to my attention, I did stumble across this epic, epic fucking video. Um, guys, talk to me about this video in case anybody listening doesn't know what we're talking about. And then we're going to go just a couple, uh, a couple inches deeper into it. We actually have for this segment, a very special guest. Um, his name is Josh. Oh, we got Josh. Yeah. I've been sitting here the whole time. (laughs) What the fuck, dude? I mean, you could have said hello. (laughs) I don't know. What's up? What's up, bro? (laughs) Hey, you doing okay? Yeah, no, yeah. I don't know. If you get on my Instagram, you can see, like, my uh, post post video picture. And it's I literally just have, like, a little, like, red knee. <laughs> a Are, little red. You're not, like, on crutches or in a wheelchair? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, to, to just bring everybody up to speed on this. Um, okay. I mean, I don't even know what to fucking say, Josh. Or, I don't know <laughs> what we were trying to accomplish. Um but there's this video of Josh, you know, being maybe a little cocky, I don't know, confident, something like that, about being able close, yeah. <laughs> about being able to like jet down a big ass flight of stairs. Um so Josh, what the fuck was going on? <laughs> okay, so those stairs were like perfect for like I have this trick where I can go downstairs like really fast. So it's like <laughs> super like rapid. And, like, all day, like, me and Will kept going in and out. And I was like, dude, check this out. And I would just do it. And, like, you know, nine out of ten times, I was pretty much just, like, bailing. <laughs> and, like, wasn't as, like, nothing like that. And so then, like, this was, like, the last time I had my backpack on and, like, my extra clothes in my hand. And I was like, all right, I, you know, I'm, this is probably going to be bad. The backpack, you know, the weight of this isn't going to work out. But I was like, yo, get this for the Snapchat. Because I didn't plan on <laughs> the stairs. So I was just like, this is the last time. Let's let's get it. So I was like, all right. So I go, da, 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 da. I'm like, oh, sick, I got it, I got it, I got it. And, like, you can even <laughs> use the rail to, like, pull myself to get more speed. And I'm just like, yeah, sick. And then I think, like, three stairs up, I just, like, I I know. I, like, I already see the video in my head. And I'm like, this rules. Like, <laughs> and, but, like, I fell right through the, like, door. And, like, the like it ends right there. But, like, the door swung back and hit me in the head. And I realized, like, oh, fuck. Like, all the people from the show were just, like, standing out there, like, congregating. And I was like, this is embarrassing. So, like, I got up and I actually like did ran back up the stairs dude and like yeah pretty much it then i then after that i was like yo we gotta blow this up we, got- we showed <laughs> we showed everybody in moose blood we showed like all their crew like it was a it was a sensation immediately so so this was this was absolutely accidental and not staged no like the fall was super not staged <laughs> at all it, it could have been like assumed but it wasn't intentional but Josh, you're saying though that you did a couple trial runs prior to the the video, and you were what? You were like fucking flawless. Not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, this is awesome. This is the kind of shit that like makes me wish I was in a band that's touring around the country. Like this is the fucking gems that exist. Um, I love it. Um. This is if fucking only great. there was a video of us throwing rocks and shit the other day. Yeah, really- <laughs> That's even better. I mean, you guys just got to have, like, a camera rolling at all times. I mean, at this point, yeah. uh, with Josh and and everybody else, you guys just need a camera running at all times. Now, Josh, was there any alcohol involved in this scenario, or was this total sober? Honestly, like, none. No, this was just like, nah. That was just me. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> 
All right. So, Josh, I mean, are you an athletic kind of guy? Like, what other um, athletic um, challenges do you think you could complete? I've always wanted to get into, like, yeah, like hot dog eating contests. <laughs> I, but here's the thing. Like, if I did it, I'm not going to be, like, some pig and, like, dip it in water and, like, suck it down. I'm going to go slow style, <laughs> ketchup, mustard. Like, I'm going to put – I'm going to dab my – mouth with a napkin if i get a little <laughs> idiot like i'm gonna be a professional oh my god um there there certainly needs to be a time here guys where um the members of choir vandals uh get down on a hot dog hot dog oh. eating contest now <laughs> we were actually talking about getting hot dogs here in columbus now somewhere. but uh, now three 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 of four of you are are vegans though right right yeah there's a spot Okay, because yeah. I'm we, vegetarian, we, we, so I, I know the struggle a little bit. Yeah, Dirty Franks. Dirty Franks. They sell the at Dirty Franks in Columbus. You're saying there's vegan hot dogs. Oh, yes. I don't know how good they are because I haven't been there yet, but, you know, you can only hope. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, so that's something to, to kind of keep our eyes on. Now, guys, I can't believe it. Um. We're actually, it's, we've been talking for like 40 minutes, which is fucking awesome. I mean, this has been going great. Um, but I do like to end episodes uh, on just like a ridiculous um, kind of segment, just something random. So I came up with something here. I've actually been wanting to do this one for a while. Um, yeah. Now, you guys are going to have to work together. Because I don't have enough time to do this for each one of you individually. Okay. But there's this quiz. I've been doing this a lot where I make bands take like these online quizzes. Um, so you guys are going to have to come up with like collective answers here. But this quiz is called uh, Which Pop Punk Band Are You? Since you're on tour with Moose Blood, you know, they're they're pretty pop punk from the UK and shit. You know, um, I think you guys don't necessarily fall into the pop punk uh, genre. There, there's certainly nuances, but we're gonna play this game. Which pop punk band are you? And the three of you is it? Is it the three of you now, or is there more? Uh, it's the three of us. Yeah. So the three of you are gonna have to collectively come up with these answers, and we're gonna determine what pop punk band Choir Vandals is. Sound good? Okay, yeah. let's do it. All right. So uh, this is which pop punk band are you? With Josh, Will, and Austin from Choir Vandals. Um. So there are seven questions that will determine this. Uh, the first one is, what's your age again? Um, so this one's pretty simple. Uh, collectively, I guess. 10 and under. Uh, I hope not. 11 to 16. 17 to 20. 21 to 25. Or 26 and up. Damn, that's that's a hard Damn. spot. Yeah. Wait, are, are we talking about like our actual age again? I, I don't know. I mean, I would... Yeah, <laughs> you tell me where are you guys at in this? In this, what, do the one that cuts off at twenty five. Yeah, right? yeah, because we don't want to be like in the Medicaid or. You know, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going twenty one to like twenty five for you guys. Um, and and look, everybody listening, just so you know, I'm gonna post a link to this quiz on Twitter, and I would encourage you all to take this quiz and to tweet, uh, spinning thoughts at spin thoughts and. Choir Vandals at Choir Vandals STL, right, guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Let us know what pop punk band you are. At the end of this, I already took the quiz. I'll tell everybody what I got. Um, but let us know what you got as you're listening. So, uh, the second question is if you could only attend one concert a year, which one of these would it be? Would it be Warp Tour, 
Riot Fest, Taste of Chaos, Bled Ooh. Fest, or Skate and Surf? Riot Fest. I say Riot Fest. Yeah, Riot, yeah, Riot, Riot Fest. All right, sure. so we're going to do Riot Fest, okay. Uh, question three of seven. Which one of these lines speak to you the most? Sure. Just pay attention here because there's uh, there's about five, uh, eight of them. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, this place is such a shipwreck, but this shipwreck, it is mine. That's one. Two. Okay. It all just goes to show how nothing I know changes me at all. Three, you're hiding something because it's burning through your eyes. Four, you've got a plan inside a deep breath. Five, you set your pace. I keep mine too. Each time I chase, I feel dark blue. Six, every word she said like knives in the back of my head. Seven... I left a real job and a girlfriend. And eight, uh, where are you? It's spelled W-E-H-R, then R-Y-E-W. Where are you? Yeah, I think that's probably the one. (laughs) Where are you? Spelled goofy. Yep. Is that that what we're going with? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Did that not speak to you? (laughs) Yeah. Spoke to me. I'd say out of the, the the given choices, where are you? Where yeah. are you? All right, cool. Uh, question four of seven. Which pizza topping is the only pizza topping? Pepperoni. I, I mean, this is going to narrow down if, if there's a bunch of vegans here. But uh, pepperoni, sausage, green peppers, cheese, ham, bacon, mushrooms, or other? Oh. Burritos? Does burritos count as other? It absolutely does. <laughs> other. Uh, other. Other burritos. Other yeah. burritos. We're burrito boys. Yeah. You guys don't like pizza? Uh, we do. No, I love pizza. We're yeah. burrito boys before pizza boys. Okay. Now, um, question five of seven, it lists every Zodiac sign. Now, I don't know. It'd be fucking freaky if all of you fall into the same Zodiac sign. But somebody pick one. What Zodiac sign are we going with? What are you? Jo- Josh believes in, in the Me and Will are actually both Libras, although he does not claim. I'm an Aries. Yeah, I, I identify which, as a Scorpio. That's not a thing. Which one's so. better? <laughs> Scorpio sounds cool. Scorpio. So what are we going with? Scorpio? You want to go with Scorpio? Yeah, go with Scorpio. Scorpion King over here. Over here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, six of seven. How would you just describe yourself in high school? Goth, emo, prep, punk, skater, scene, or other? All of the above. Yeah, all of the above for sure. <laughs> Is, yeah. Would that qualify as other? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're going to roll with other. And here is the final question. And this is going to determine what pop punk band Choir Vandals is. Oh, shit. Um, After pop punk, which one of these genres would you or would be your second choice? (laughs) New wave. (laughs) That's that's actually not even on here. Um, Metalcore, emo, deathcore, hardcore, punk (laughs) or indie rock? Probably indie, indie rock. rock. That makes yeah. Yeah, that cool. kind of makes the most yeah. sense for us. Yep. Indie definitely. rock. Yeah. Indie rock. All right. So the the result came up. Um, oh god. I oh. want you guys to guess what it is. It's a punk. Right. here. Let me give you a hint. Let me give you a hint. <laughs> so it's it's pop punk, um, and it is like giants of of pop punk. Like at least for me, when I think of pop punk, 
This is definitely one of those bands. And I'll give you one more hint if you get the first guess wrong. Okay. Well, it's 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 obviously there got to be Blink-182. I think brand new. Brand new or Fallout Boy. Oh, Ooh, so it's none of it's none of the above. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Here, okay. here, I'll na- I'll narrow it down for you guys. Um, okay. this might help. They're from Canada. Uh, Seaway, simple plan. I said Seaway. Um, Seaway is fucking awesome. Friends of the show. Simple Hell plan. Yeah. I love, but it's neither of them. Can you think of one? I know what it is. I know what it is. It's uh, some forty-one. Some forty-one. That's it. <laughs> Damn, where's some forty-one? That's cool. I, yeah. Well, Mike is a Dude, cone. Yeah. yeah, they got a guy in their band called Cone. That's perfect for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, according to this quiz, uh, Choir Vandals is uh, essentially some forty-one. Are you guys happy with that? I am. Yeah, if we get the some forty-one royalties, then hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't even need that. I just, I just want that like that sweet like that, star logo. That title <laughs> alone, that we are the our pop punk spirit yeah. animal is some forty one is enough for me. Yeah, what when I was uh when I was younger, I actually had I I stole all Killer No Filler CD from my older brother. Um, and I, <laughs> I played it in my Walkman so much that it literally broke in half. Uh, dude, I love some forty one. I just had uh. Frank Zumo, their uh, drummer who joined the band two years ago on the show, he just won uh, Best Drummer of the Year at the APMAs, and he performed with Josh Dunn from 21 Pilots and Adrian Young from No Doubt and Dream Car. So that was pretty fucking cool. Uh, Yeah, that's awesome. That's you. Yeah. Now, uh, when I took this quiz, I ended up getting – here, I'll let you guys guess, not that you – you know, there, there's no clues here, but it's a female-fronted band. Pop punk fucking Par- giant. Go ahead. Paramore. Paramore. There we go. Did you guys listen to After Laughter? Yeah. 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 What do you think I of like it? it? I like it. Yeah. The the sort of like 80s, like yeah. uh, Paul Abdul kind of sounding like, like dance pop. I yeah, love it. That's right up my alley. It's so fucking good. So, all right. So, basically, Choir Vandals, you guys are now some 41. Spinning Thoughts is Paramore. Um, I'm okay. sure all of them would gladly switch with us, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. We're, I mean, Josh about to be an internet star. So I'm, yeah, really. There's nothing. Now's like, the time to jump on the Choir Vandals bandwagon yep. is because of Josh and his aerobatics, right? Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. So that was a ton of fun. I appreciate you guys playing, and I encourage everyone listening to uh, take this quiz. Tweet us at Spin Thoughts and at Choir Vandals STL. Let us know how you did. Um, so, Austin, Will, and Josh, before we go, is there anything else you'd like to add or say to your fans? Um, I don't know. Let's Thank see. you. Yeah. Let's see what Micah has to say. Open the door. Mike, Mike is opening the door. Mike is opening the door. Micah, anything else you'd like to say? I just wanted to say thanks for giving me my keys and thanks for the little <laughs> slot on the show. And um, I really appreciate the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, really, just like a thank you, like a general like blanket thank you. Blanket thank you, yeah. yeah Th- like, thanks, everyone, under the blanket. Thanks yeah. for the blanket. <laughs> 
Nothing wrong with a blanket, thank you. Um, you guys are kicking a lot of ass. I really enjoy the debut full-length Dark Glow, so if anybody hasn't listened to it or hasn't listened to it in its entirety, get your hands on it, go check it out, and uh, check out Choir Vandals if they're... Uh, there's a few more dates on this Mooseblood tour. Guys, before I let you go, though, is there any other, like, tours or anything else coming up in 2017 that we can talk about? Uh, not yet. Okay. All right. We are an open book, but we're going to try to stay as busy as we can. There we go. Um, guys, I need to talk to you off the air for a minute, so don't hang up. But thank you so much for being here for episode 85 of Spinning Thoughts. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, I'd like to thank Choir Vandals for being with me here for episode 85 of Spinning Thoughts. Their debut full-length album, Dark Glow, is available everywhere. It is quite the incredible musical accomplishment, and I would encourage you all to go and check it out. They're wrapping up tour with Moose Blood, and we'll just have to wait and see what else is happening here in 2017 for Choir Vandals. While you're checking them out, check us out on Twitter at SpinThoughts. You can subscribe to the show for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, and more. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. We've got metal thoughts and fan thoughts on there, amongst so many other things. And, of course, our premiere episodes are on Adobe Radio every Thursday at midnight this week. We will be featuring Such a Mess. That's this Thursday at midnight and every Thursday at midnight on Adobe Radio. Thank you, everyone, for being here for another exciting episode. I love the conversations we're having on the socials in these episodes. Don't be afraid to send me a DM, say hello, keep in touch. I love you all. Until next time, make sure you share music, spread love. Spread love.